0: The greatest gift ever given costs someone their son and someone else their own life. We celebrate that sacrifice. Let's talk about that. Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. I once had a small debate with an English professor over the word cliché. We were instructed not to use them in our writing. I asked him to define the word. He raised an eyebrow, no doubt wondering how I'd ever made it to college, and said something like, A cliché is a phrase or opinion that is overused and betrays a lack of original thought. Aren't some phrases filled with power and purpose regardless of how many times they're used, I asked. He dismissed the idea and said that originality is what mattered most. I asked, What about John 3.16? The professor, who was a Christian man, hemmed and hawed a bit, but he eventually conceded that the Bible was different. And the truth is, we were both right and we were both wrong. The Word of God is filled with eternal power, each line inspired by the Holy Spirit and without error. But if we're not careful, we can allow those words to become cliche to us. When we read them without truly believing them, or when we read out of obligation rather than to hear from Jesus. The Holy Spirit, when guiding us, produces something fresh and new each time we read through the Bible. It has the power and ability to change and guide our lives. If we're operating in our own power, it doesn't resonate the same way. It becomes something we should do instead of the incredible opportunity it is to hear from God. Jesus constantly tried to help people stuck in the obligation of religion to be transformed by the Holy Spirit and enter into a life-giving relationship with God. One of those moments was with a man named Nicodemus. We'll read about that in John chapter 3. Nick was a prominent man in the Jewish church, part of the high-ranking leaders. He was known for obeying the Old Testament very strictly. He likely knew that part of the Bible almost from memory. Everything he did was to be made right in the sight of God through his daily actions. But he saw something in Jesus. And rather than meeting during the day with his friends, He asked Jesus to meet him alone at night. The conversation came to a turning point. How can someone be born again? Or literally translated, born from above, as Jesus had suggested. How do we experience spiritual transformation or new spiritual growth? In verse 6, Jesus explains, Humans can produce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. The takeaway? Human effort only produces earthly things. Only the Holy Spirit, the power of God, can change things for all eternity and create new life that lasts forever. Poor Nick asked, how are these things possible? What Jesus said next exposed the root problem. All the human effort of the Pharisees had left them spiritually bankrupt. The more they looked to themselves to be made clean, to be made whole, the more they looked away from God. All the external trappings of religion had severely weakened the spiritual perception of a respected church leader who was supposed to know everything about God. The word of God had become cliche to Nicodemus. When we make the Bible or Christianity about us, we deprive it of its power. The Bible is not about us. It's all about Jesus. And that is so crucial to understand. If you go to God's Word thinking, me, 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 that's all you get. And it has the power to change nothing. When we go to the Bible looking for Christ to speak to us, He does. It transforms and renews us. It has the power to change everything if we allow the Holy Spirit to move within us. Jesus told Nick, I am from above. And then Christ quotes from the Old Testament where the Israelites were Desperately sick from being poisoned by snakes. So God commanded that a bronze snake be lifted up on a pole, so that all might see the image, have faith in God, and be saved from certain death. And Jesus said, So I must be lifted up, and everyone who believes in me will have this gift of eternal life. Christ continues in verse 18 There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but the people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who did evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light, so that others can see that they are doing what God wants. This is the great news for Christians. When we believe in Jesus, there is no judgment. We are redeemed, our salvation found in Christ alone. Our job is to welcome others, saying, Come into the light, know Jesus. Yes, you've sinned, so have I. But Christ has washed away our sins, made us clean, and we have nothing to fear in the light. The only thing the light does now is reveal the righteousness of God living within us. But we do have to decide, each and every one of us, do I stay in the dark convincing myself that the worst parts of me are hidden? Or do I step into the light, allowing Jesus to heal the parts of me that I hate the most and allow him to transform me into a new creation? One path leads to eternity with Jesus. The other leads to death and destruction with the enemy, Satan. If you want to truly know someone, you look at what they do. How someone behaves reveals their character, especially if they do something for someone who can never pay them back or help them in any way. So that's why I pray that John 3.16 isn't a cliche to you. I hope each time we read it, we are connected with God and deeply thankful for the greatest gift that's ever been given. Jesus, I pray that we would read your word, hear it, and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I pray it would change us, renew us, and transform us. Father, may we always come to the Bible with the great expectation that you desire to speak to us. And may we hear you loud and clear when we read Scripture. Amen. Jesus wants you to really hear this. For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent His Son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. I pray you receive that gift today, that you would acknowledge God and thank Him from the depths of your soul and recognize just how valuable you are to God. He gave the very best parts of himself to redeem and save the very worst parts of you and me. It's one of the reasons we can be thankful every day. It's one of the reasons we can praise God every day. Because even if God didn't do one more thing for you and I, that gift would be more than enough. And yet, God continues to bless us, to speak to us, to encourage us, and guide us. We are are supremely blessed. I want to close the show with this thought from John the Baptist, and I believe it's key to growing spiritually and acknowledging the tremendous gift we've been given. In this verse, John is talking about the role that Jesus must play in his life. Chapter 3, verse 30. He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for joining us on the podcast. I want to encourage you to read John chapter 3 on your own. Spend some time in prayer and reflection. Also, we'd love to connect with you. Follow Honestly Radio on Facebook or Instagram. There you'll find links to all the podcast apps we're on, where you can download the show for free. I want to encourage you to connect with God daily, in prayer, in your Bible, and through attendance and service at a local church allow Christ to begin building your faith. Thank you for joining us on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.